I remember when I came out of Big Brother, it was so intense. Like, I couldn't even go to the supermarket, and I felt, I didn't feel safe. That is the thing. And then you get ripped off by agents, so we got ripped off by our tour managers, we got ripped off, they seen us coming, basically. We were so naive, did not have a scoopy of what was going on. Hello and welcome back to We Dive Deeper. My name is Kate McGill. I have a cold and this is the podcast where small talk is forbidden. It's not allowed here. It's the podcast where my guests pick at random from 70 of my all-time favourite deep, personal and intrusive questions and then we have amazing conversation as you're about to hear today. But first, let me thank you, let me love you intensely. Um, Man, you guys absolutely loved the Jesse episode. He's so wonderful and it was so refreshing and amazing to hear a guy talk about emotions like that. If you are a male specifically and you haven't heard this episode, go and listen to it because I'd love to know what you think. Maybe I'm just living in the dark and I don't have many male friends that are that willing to be open and share and be that vulnerable. But I would love to know um, what you guys think out there. But I'm so glad that you liked it. And um, yeah, keep the comments coming, keep the messages coming, because I love hearing what resonates with you and what connects with you. A special hello and thank you to my wonderful patrons, of course. Thank you so much for signing up. It means the world and it helps so bloody much. So thank you so much. You can get the episodes in full and a week earlier than everyone else, should you wish to, and support me and the podcast, of course. Patreon.com forward slash Kate McGill. But let's get on to review of the week. I'm pretty sure I know who this is from, if I can decipher the username correctly. Um... But he says he, I think it's a he, looking forward to what's to come with this podcast. Kate's natural ability to eke out those touching moments and insightful details make this an engrossing and interesting listen. Thank you very much. If you want to be review of the week in a couple of weeks time, make sure you head over and leave us a rating and review because it really, really helps us out and it boosts my motherfucking ego. Okay, so I have a cold, so I'm not going to bore you with my chat or cough all over you for much longer. Let's dive into today's episode. So today's guest is the legendary Josie Gibson, a fellow Bristolian with the thickest accent of all time, I'd say. She won the 11th series of Big Brother here in the UK and won the nation's hearts by winning with a huge 77.5% of the vote, the highest of the entire series, FYI. And now she's presenting a lot on ITV. She's on Loose Women quite a bit. She's everywhere on your TV screen at the moment and she's absolutely killing it. And I don't know how, I don't know how she took a chance on me and this podcast, but I feel so grateful that she did. She was so kind and warm and friendly and down to earth. So I'm going to cough any second now. I will get on with the episode so that you can hear this chat with Josie. And I will see you on the other side, coughing again, probably. Hello, Josie. Welcome Hello, thank to Weed Out Deeper. Man, thanks for coming on. It's a bit <laughs> bizarre having you in front of me. This feels mental. Um, but so I explained to you a little bit a second ago about what this is and the questions yeah. and stuff. But we ended up talking about Love Island, as oh, we always do always. on this podcast. Um, what's your like general opinion of it this year? It's so funny because I got a tenant and she come home from work the other day and I said, um, "You've been watching Love Island?" She went, "No." I was like, "Well, what the hell do you all talk about in work? <laughs> like, if you don't not talking about Love Island, what are you talking about? Everybody's talking about Love Island, aren't I know. they?" My opinion is, it's just so addictive. It really is, isn't it? Gets to eight o'clock, I'm like, roll on nine. I guess you've always been into reality TV. TV then? Yeah, I've always loved reality TV. I've always watched. Um, I think I watched Big Brother from day one. It wasn't like a dream of mine to go in there. It just all fell into place. But um, yeah, I've always loved reality TV. I love people. So and I love how people react to different things. And I love how different people shape different th- different ways. And I find them really, really interesting. I can tell just by meeting you that you're a people person. Because oh, I'm yeah. instantly relaxed and you're oh. like already so lovely to talk to. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so when with Big Brother then, was what's like the process of going in there? Like, is it like super rigorous, loads of 
auditions yeah. and stuff what's it like yeah you go through so many stages is um it's really weird but it, i went with a um, couple of friends of mine to audition like we had a really good day out um but i had my hand stamp really early on so i think i got like a golden ticket sort of thing oh really yeah wait what does that mean that your hand stamped i had my like i had the big brother right they used to come and stamp my hand because they, they were like oh why do you want to go in i was like well they're all a bit weird aren't they but oh right i'm okay. just down here with my mates yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and then um i think i had like a golden ticket thing because i i just flew through but there was a lot of stages i mean you go and see like the like the psychiatric people and um they told me that i was a daily male's wet dream really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah there's loads of stages because they gotta make sure that you're right before they put you in because um it can be very very intense and if you're i wouldn't say weak but if you're um a little bit soft then I don't think it's right. Yeah. yeah. I bet sensitive. going through that mill though, you fucking, you can't be sensitive. By the end of it, were you like a different person? Well, do you know what? I, um, I've i always been quite, my, I mean, my mum used to pick me up from school on a horse and cart. So I've always been quite, you know, nothing really embarrassed me. Wow. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I was very sensitive, but when I came out, it was um, a bit of a hard pill to swallow. It, it took a lot of getting used to because I suppose I was more sensitive than I thought I was yeah because you come out and then everybody knows your life and they've all got an opinion on it and they've all got an opinion on how you look and yeah so I think I, I did cry a lot but now I love a bit of hate do it's you really yeah you know if you get a bit of hate now you know you're doing something right oh I like that yeah because you wasn't it like I remember something happened like a year ago or like someone beat you up or something in a cab and then you got oh my just God. shed loads of abuse on that I can't believe how horrendous that was so what, like what happened so um we were in town went to go to another um club and my mate has been getting like you know pulled this bloke basically i've not i uh, to this day i don't think i've ever spoken to him apart from telling him to get the f out of my taxi and uh, my mate was in the back of the taxi and he started like being a bit hands-on with her in the back so um my other friend turned around and went stop the cab you've got to get out and he wouldn't get out of the taxi and we were all like fuck off like get out of our taxi just get out of our taxi we don't know you we've ended up in our taxi he's ended up battering my friend in the back just out of the blue yeah yeah I've, i'm screaming at him so the only thing i could think to do is get my shoe and hit him on the head like you know to stop him from like beating her i mean he went right in for it right in for it and then um and then he punched me in the eye and so we finally got him out of the taxi the person who got him out of the taxi he's um he's battered them as well and then the sickening most sickening thing about it is this girl who, who's a friend of ours she come down from leicester to visit um demi she was in the back and the most sickening about it, thing about it is she's probably about eight stone he's then opened the taxi door and punched her uh, repeatedly there's nothing we could do we were in the taxi we wanted to go what and um actual yeah fuck? she had to go and get an mri scan yeah like on her brain she was like couldn't walk for a few days so all these people that were sticking up for him i was like you're sticking up for a man a boxer that's boxed a, like a, an eight stone woman in the back of a taxi and you're all sticking up for him you're all sick you're all as sick as he is because they they obviously they think they know the situation they think they know the scenario but they weren't there that night. They don't know me. I don't know these people. And they've all got an opinion on me. I've never spoke... I don't know most of them. I, I don't know any of them. And they, they all got an opinion on me. What, for going against somebody that's done that to a woman? Yeah, damn right I'm going to go against somebody that's done that to a woman. I think it's disgusting. Any, Especially a boxer can put his hands on a woman like that, punch her so many times she's got to go to hospital. Yeah, you're disgusting. Jesus Absolutely disgusting Christ. human being. I don't... I mean, I'm sure you know this, being on the other side of it so much, but, like, I just don't understand people's mentality. Oh, people a, really... like, just going online anyway, like, people watching Love Island being like, oh, this person's this, whatever. Like, I don't get that. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, just watch it, enjoy it, don't judge people. But to, like, the other extreme where people are just, just fucking mean for quite literally no reason or like nothing about that is right i just don't understand it no. do you know what um i think it's made me realize that and i this probably sounds a bit like it don't it doesn't sound very good but i, I honestly think this i think people have, have really lost their values now yeah we haven't like years ago they sort of had a set of values that they would stick to people have not got those values anymore and it's really really upsetting 
Do you think that's kind of because of social media now that it's kind of like anonymous? Anyone could just say what they want? I don't know. Because you go to other countries and their their mindset's totally different. Yeah. Like you go to other countries, you go to like their schools and stuff like that. I was speaking to a school teacher in um, Spain and he was a school teacher in England and he said the mindset is totally different. It, they said the kids want to sit down, they really want to study. They said, he said it was a total different mindset in England. The kids had a total different mindset. So I think we have like lost our, our values as, or, or not everyone, but we are losing our values as a, as a country God, let's just blame brexit let's yeah <laughs> blame it all on brexit all of the time. but it, it, you know you, you get good and bad and all but i did not realize how many weirdos there were in the world until i went on big brother god i can only imagine yeah. i just to go through something like that like because you know i think about people on love island and they go in just completely anonymous yeah. and you come out and your your entire life is completely different from that yeah. point onwards like do you ever miss the life that you had before are you just kind of up for it embraced it no because um uh like now it's died down anyway yeah but um don't get me wrong i still get stopped and everything all the time but i like you said i'm a people person and even though you get so many weirdos and they i mean they are what's the weirdest the- thing that someone's done Did someone asked you for like photos of your feet and shit uh well uh, there's been two things one of them really upset me there's this woman she contacted my agent and they found out my brother was deaf from meningitis right so they contacted my agent and said look she'd lost her little girl um she was five years old to meningitis in the hospital so i actually took time to phone her and like send her stuff if there isn't any like need any help financially anything like that because it really pulled on my heartstrings and it all ended up to be a lie yeah yeah then i've had like people threatening to chuck um this well this i knew who it was but um threatening to chuck acid in my face yeah what the fuck there's a very very dark side to um fame and i really felt the you know the darkness of it yeah um but on the other side of it i wouldn't change it for the world and i've met some amazing people i've done some amazing things and there is really really good people out there with really really good souls and i do you know what um i go on my instagram and i I think all my followers are just like angels they are so nice like they are lovely so but then you do get that would good and bad and everything don't you man you've got such a cool outlook and so positive so happy like it's just so refreshing to be around oh thanks love well you know if you go if you go downhill and you're miserable and that they've won haven't they mm. so i'm yeah yeah tough tough cookie oh thanks right <laughs> let's get into some of these questions all right Pick a number between one and 70 one and 70 mm-hmm. um 16 16 okay here we go which parent are you closer to and why? I'm not close to any of my parents. Really? No, no. So um, my dad passed away. And then um, my mum, we've like never, ever been... I never grew up with her. So we've never... We live with each other like a few years on and off. But yeah, like we... Um, I think she's met Reg once and that went with me. Wow, how does that sit with you? Is that okay or...? It's okay. She lives her life um, in a different way than I do. And, you know, we don't... I don't necessarily agree with things that she does and how she carries on. But, you know, that's her life. And um, sometimes you've just got to learn to be okay with it. Like that's that's not for you and it's okay not to speak to somebody if they're not with your values yeah did that take a long time for you to get to that point where you accepted it no we've never really spoken really no (laughs) No. what what age were you when it when you both kind of stopped being in each other's lives um well 11 I moved out oh wow yeah so I moved out with my um but I was always back and forth with my nan anyway so I live with my nan and my auntie Marie so um then my nan and my auntie brought me up and then I moved in with my other auntie and then my mum moved in there for a bit with us um for a few years and then I moved out when I was like 16 17 so yeah and I guess you've not known any difference since then it's just kind of we've always been um just not had a maternal relationship really it's really weird and I think there's a lot of things that have happened in my childhood that I can't really forgive and especially now I've got a a child myself it's even worse so you know if that's I and I've never been apologized to or I've never been sat down so but if that's how she wants to carry on that's how she wants to carry on it's not how I want to carry on so sometimes you just got to cut ties I know as your family and everyone goes oh you've only got one mum but 
If no, I agree. If if I think if someone's like toxic, as they say, or just not good for your well being, yeah, then you need to know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really weird because I hang around with all her mates, and she hangs around with all mine, like How schoolmates. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so was was your childhood quite a rough one then? Um, I was like, it was had its ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to go back there. Put it that way. Right. Yeah. And you said your dad. You lost your dad. I think I I saw you. Um, talk about this on loose women yeah so um yeah i lost my dad when i was probably about i was only young seven or eight so i don't really know any different right but yeah i lost my dad he was um he was uh stabbed yeah but it was he was stabbed by a family member so it was all a bit weird you know but you know everyone's all right now well not everyone's all right but it's a long time ago now and um yeah just one of those man it sounds like you've been through the ringer but you know what everyone's got a story haven't they everyone has got a story and everyone's like had their ups and downs in life and um i think it makes you who you are really so i think it's made me very strong i'm very very strong woman very i can see that oh thanks (laughs) And, and so did um did losing your dad does that kind of have any effect on you um i always think oh i wonder how my life would have turned out if my dad was still around um i've had to I think I grew I was very very grown up at a very young age yeah. and very very independent um because when you've got no one to sort of I've had my aunties and stuff but when you've got no one to run to you've got to make it yourself haven't you yeah um but yeah I always wondered if, if things would turn out different if he was here but you know I've I've had a good I mean his had his ups and his downs and it's been really upsetting at times but I've had a good life yeah well it's it got good later on yeah so, yeah like when i was in when i was childhood was i think terrible but i wouldn't want to go back there put it that way but it got good amazing so if i could have a word with myself like you know back then yeah i'd always just say look everything is going to turn out so mint for you yeah i was thinking that actually like me going through some stuff at the moment i'm like I know, I pretty much know that the future me would love to come back and tell me right now, it's going to be fine, don't worry, it's all going to work out. But it's when you're in those holes that you're like, is it though? But it always does, doesn't it? It always works out. I was driving along the other day and I thought, I wish I could go back and tell like the old me to stop spending so much time like being upset and um, like being heartbroken and being angry because it don't get you anywhere. And life is so precious and you just don't get along here really. Yeah. And there's... You think there's nothing to do, but there's so much to do. Like we've got such a big wide world and it is just an amazing place if you, you know, embrace it. Yeah. How did you get them from being the kind of old Josie who was heartbroken and angry and sad and stuff to the woman you are now? Like what was the process you had to go through? Oh, I still get heartbroken and sad and angry. Yeah, I get really angry sometimes. (laughs) I am a bit of a psycho on the quiet. I I make a joke out of it, but it's actually like not funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you've got to go through the process, but... I spent a lot of time being heartbroken, I think. So I think I am quite sensitive, really. I I got a hard external shell and I'm very strong. But yeah, I wish I didn't have... I wish I hadn't have spent too much time being heartbroken and got over it quicker. But, you know, everyone gets over it in their own way, don't they? Yeah. How do you, like, deal when you do get, like, angry and sad and stuff? How do you personally deal with it? Because I think everyone deals with it so differently. Some people just go yeah. in their room and want to be alone for a week and then some people need friends or like therapy like what's your kind of thing well I turn into a psycho Sally for a little bit so I am (laughs) a bit of a psycho as I said and then when I actually come down off my crazy psycho rage I then um get in the gym and then I got some really good friends as well so I hang out with them but the best thing I think you can always do is you've got to make some investments in yourself so if it gets really bad then I'll take myself to like um, a boot camp Ah. so my friend's got a place called the body camp oh okay and is in ibiza Mallorca, and it is amazing like it is you come back and you do loads of mindful work on you as well love that so you come back like a different person anyway and then um yeah always or take yourself away just take yourself out of the situation because then you can process everything better and then come back or just throw yourself into things that you so you're really really busy yeah i think I've always wanted to do one of those like boot camp things. Me, me and my sister-in-law were thinking about doing one. So yeah, tell I definitely want to know more about that because it sounds yeah. amazing. They're expensive though, right? Um, well, if you work it out, I, I, like first of all, I thought they were expensive, but if you work it out, 
you've got all your food paid for so you don't need to take any spending money you don't take yeah. any at all and then all your trainings paid for all back to back then you've got all your coaching it's all included so really the only thing you pay for is your flight if is in another country and then the boot camp you don't take any money when you're there so if you think if you go on holiday you spend like I don't know, grand, don't you? Yeah. So you've got none of that, and the food is incredible. Is it? Yeah, but it's such a good investment in yourself. Because you're like quite a big foodie, right? Like you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you like studied nutrition and stuff. I have. Yeah, yeah. Because I've always been big my whole life. I'm. I'm. Oh, I just. It's the bread that gets me. But yeah, I've been big my whole life. And um, 2013, I lost loads of weight, and I. I kept it off until 2013. I was always like a, a 10, 12. And I had reg. And I that just, happens though, doesn't it? Yeah. I tell you, all my mates who have been slim all their lives, they have a baby. And, and, and I look around and I go, yes, they're fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because yeah. obviously I've always been the fat one. They've always been the thin one. So they've never realised what it's like. Yeah. No. What's your relationship with food now that you've had Reggie? Is it really fucking hard to kind of keep it going because i'm convenience queen anyway so i imagine if i had a kid i'd be like there's no chance for health i'm just gonna get mcdonald's every day well i did this um because i was just i was 17 stone after i had reg and he was only four pound so i can't even blame on him wow okay Uh, and um and when i met um his dad i was 11 stone so can you imagine yeah (laughs) he kept making jokes about it because you know you're getting really big now Joe and I was like well, I'm pregnant I'm pregnant I can eat what I want but um yeah I did um I I put went to 17 stone and I did this plan called do the unthinkable okay yeah I've seen this on your Instagram yeah they delivered all my meals it was amazing because obviously I didn't have to go to the shop and I cut all the crap out so um I lost I think two, over two and a half stone on that and then I stopped doing the do the unthinkable and bread has slowly crept into my life and that is just where I, I am. That's a, your weakness. That's my weakness. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I'm with you there. Any basically any carb. Yeah. If there's pasta, if there's pizza, I'm fucking there. And I love carbs. <laughs> I I I, do, I try not to eat a lot of meat now. So really? I Yeah, so I really love a bit of pasta and all that and it doesn't agree with me. I'm better off on the on a, on a, a paleo meaty diet. Yeah. Has like where do you think all the kind of um because I know, for example, my mum growing up, I watched her diet all the time. She was yo-yoing yeah. and she she well, she died at the end of last year, but she was no. quite a, she was not a slim woman and she had a heart attack. So I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, if that was kind of diet and years of just lots of alcohol and stuff, obviously yeah. I'm like, okay, I realize things need to change for me. But also it's just so fucking hard like I know how to get from A to B and I know what to eat but I just don't do it I always go I'll start tomorrow yeah right isn't that yeah like has has like dieting and stuff always been a part of your life too like where do you think that came from yeah there's do you know what um yeah I've just always been one of those ones that struggle with my weight and I to literally be a size 12 I've got to really really work at it really work at it so right. yeah I've just always been naturally big but I'm quite big anyway like I'm a big big girl like, I'm tall and I'm quite big boned you know and I don't want to blame on my bones <laughs> that's so gay in it <laughs> I, I like that I like it <laughs> but yeah no I want to be I want to be healthy I really want to be healthy yeah but I just got to cut things out but I've I've got no willpower same and don't, don't get me wrong sometimes I actually do but I have you know, I'd look just like a little bit more, but I think I struggle because I'm one of those people I got to keep going, like keep working out. Yeah. But I got a baby like back to back. So I it got must be so much harder now, yeah, to, to focus on exercise and stuff. Well, I tried working out with him at home. He's How did like go? screaming, hanging off my leg. <laughs> and then I took him to, to, to go to the gym. I've got to organize my sister having him, pay my sister to have it, and my stepsister get to the gym. So it's just like a massive rig roll. Yeah so i need to up the game or maybe get on the do the unthinkable plan again just yeah i'm so easy into that. and they is it like is that expensive i think well I, i'll be honest i get they get it free for a promotion ah, okay. yeah that's so the, that's the wonderful side of yeah <laughs> it's so good it is so good so yeah i got all my meals um delivered free but i think um 
Oh, you get £10 off if you use Josie 10. <laughs> oh, boom. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, but for all, I think the meals work out a couple of quid each. Okay, that's not that's not too bad. Yeah, no. I think they work out like £2 each or something like that. Okay, yeah. I might actually look into that because I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm convenience queen. I just want it all done for me. I don't want to have to think about yeah. it. Yeah, well, that diet was great for me because I didn't even have to wash up. Oh, dream. Yeah, yeah I, put, I put like the in tin foil, do it in the oven. Or like, I don't really like microwaving a lot, so I wouldn't order the microwave ones too much because they contacted me, said, do we want to do the plan? I said no to begin with, so I thought it was all microwave food, but it didn't. Okay. It's all actually fresh, so they send it to you. You don't even have to chop a vegetable. You just bung it all in. I just put it in the oven, be ready in like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like fajitas and salmon fillets because there's um, part of muscle foods. Okay. Yeah, so it's all like... um yeah it was nice amazing yeah and how speaking of reggie your beautiful little boy yeah how like how has motherhood just changed your life because it's, it's 10 months in or something nine 10 months in 10 months in yeah oh i tell you what i i've come into my own have you yeah yeah i really have like i know it sounds really weird but yeah i've totally like I know myself now. I feel like I know myself. And you feel like a real part of like a sisterhood. I know it sounds really cheesy. But yeah, you feel like part of a sisterhood. And you feel like you're just much more confident in who you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I and I really, really enjoy him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He winds me up sometimes. It's really hard work. And your life is never the same because you can't do all the things that you did before. But I, I really enjoy him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, is it, is childbirth as fucking ridiculous as people say it is? Was it, how, like, how was yours? Was it, was oh, he was I, premature? He was premature. I got, I got, I like, when I speak to some people, I got out so easy. Really? Yeah. So I was at my baby shower and I had a dance off with Debbie, you know, Debbie from Tawi? Yes. So um, Debbie from Tara, we always have a dance off whenever we see each other. So I slept dropped. As I slept dropped, I felt him going, like, I felt him move. Then he felt like he was in my womb. So I was like holding him out of my womb and I went to the bathroom and there was like some, I know it's a bit disgusting, but like silky like kind of water okay so then i come back i went oh i think my waters have just broke <laughs> and debbie went no don't be silly it just be discharged <laughs> and oh i went God. all right then so then luckily i had a midwife appointment the next day and i said they said oh any leakage and i went well there was a bit but i think it was just sweat because i was dancing so much sweat yeah and they went oh we'll have to send you to the hospital to have a look i went well i got an appointment next week so i'll um do it when i do that they went no you've got to go down now so i went down they like had a sweep or whatever they went you gotta come out now i went why they said because what he's done is he span round and split the bag so he oh split the bag that he was in Bloody so he hell. had to come out because of infection so they tried to induce me and i was in there for like two days trying to be induced and all these poor women were around me like screaming like crying in agony and stuff oh my lord so i'm like having a panic attack like in the bed thinking god is this what i gotta go through and um i was having like these contractions but they just felt like a period pain unless i'm like hard as fuck (laughs) (laughs) which may be wrong (laughs) and then um yeah they just stopped so they're like oh we're gonna get you in for a c-section so they whipped him out he was through the sunroof oh my god you wouldn't ever think a baby come out of there Oh, yeah. yeah. I was walking around the hospital like a couple of hours later. (laughs) So with that in mind, you'd be like, I'll have another one if it was that easy. Well, no, because I think I've got away very lucky with Reg. Right. Plus, I want to enjoy Reg. Like, if you have another one, I think, I mean, it's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Do you think you'll stop, you'll stop now, have have just Reggie? I would be happy with just Reg, yeah. But then I think, oh, I don't want him to be on his own. Like, if anything happened to me or anything happened to his dad, he's all on his own. But then it's easier for him to go and live with somebody when he's on his own. and, and uh, So yeah. you've got to think about all these things and yeah. get really upset. Oh, bless. He's so cute. Yeah, he's all oh, fine. He really is so thanks. cute. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's mint. He just, he's wakes up and he's just smiling. He's really good. So I've, yeah, I really want to enjoy him. And I take him to all the festivals. I take him everywhere with me. Do you? you know, I was going to bring him here, but he would. Be, he likes to get involved in a conversation. <laughs> so he'd be Googling Well, I'd be interested to see what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. He's probably got a lot to say about Mama! it. Mama! That's what he'd have to say. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> right, let's go for another number. <clears throat> right. You pick. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, right, um, 64. Oh, I don't think we have one. 
When do you feel lonely? Um, do you know what? I feel lonely when I'm not getting the support I need. I spend a lot of time on my own, believe it or not. There's only me and Reg. Yeah. And so, I guess when you can't actually have a conversation with a 10-month-old. <laughs> no, well, we do. I do talk to him all the time, to be fair. But, yeah, I, I, obviously, I felt a lot lonely before having Reg. Really? Oh, that's yeah. nice. Because you, sometimes you hear it being the other way around. Being, like, a new mum can be quite isolating because yeah. you don't see your friends and stuff. But yeah. it's nice that you feel it the other way around. You feel less lonely with him around. Yeah, because, like, before, I I know it sounds bad, but I, I when you go to bed on your own... You feel a bit lonely then, don't you? Yes. But I don't ever go to bed on my own. He sleeps with me every night. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, and then, um, but I think I feel the most lonely when um, I have a relationship breakdown. You know, and and after. Or uh, obviously when you lose somebody, you feel so lonely, don't you? It's like, but I think loneliness is so horrible. Because we, if you think about it, we are meant to be in tribes, aren't we? We're meant to be making communities yeah yeah we're not meant to we're not designed we don't work well on our own so it's all about trying to find all your tribe i'm struggling at the moment yeah (laughs) but yeah you're meant to be like in families and communities and yeah we work well with other people yeah i because i'm currently going through like a breakup of sorts well not like i guess it's like five six months ago now but it takes they're they're fucking hard things to get over breakups yeah and then especially because i always gotta have a look what they're doing and if you keep like peeking it's no good i know right i I mean luckily i i don't do that because i know the pain on the other side i actually don't i'm too scared (laughs) i'm way too scared to find out but like how, how do you deal with breakups for anyone going through a breakup right now what would you say I say you just got to concentrate on yourself. You got like those, like I said, going to the like um, um, a, a self help retreat yeah. or a boot camp. You've got to make investments in yourself. Whether it's going to the gym, you concentrate on you because you got to like mend yourself. You've got to fix yourself, haven't you? Yeah. You, you, your heart broken. You're broken. So it's all about mending yourself and yeah. doing whatever you can to do it. How do you like? How do you do that mentally, though? Oh well, I think you, if you like you. What I do is I, I go to the gym and that helps with me mentally anyway. Right, okay. Um, obviously, you could say that I haven't been heartbroken for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you look beautiful. Uh, um, but, and, and I like holidays, loads of um, friends around you. And then I always, the best breakup people are, are your gays, I think. Because then you've still got your men there, aren't you? So you don't miss that male company. Yeah. But you know, they don't want to shag you. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you actually hate men. Yeah. My, um, my gay best friend, bless him, Josh, he does not like my ex. So I feel in my head, I'm like, one part of me is like, I need to be around people like that. But then the other half's like, well, he's not a bad guy. I don't hate Aww. him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard walking away with any, with any like animosity to him and, and any anger. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've left relationships and I, I've wished they were dead. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they've really screwed me over. Like, I'm, I'm not totally dead, but, you know, maybe like missing a limb. <laughs> <laughs> What what could someone have done that would make you wish they didn't um, have a limb? My um, ex, he um, basically begged it to come to a TV show that I was on. And the whole time he was there, he was selling stories on everybody. I didn't know. Yeah. What the so all these stories were coming out and it ended up it was him that was doing it. Yeah. My person that I'd bought to the show. How the fuck and did you he... find that out? Because I, I sneaked, I had a look on his phone because he was also seeing somebody else at the time. So he was shagging somebody else for six months. He took her to my favourite restaurant to eat on my birthday. He then, as he was, while he was like seeing this woman, she thought that he was her boyfriend as well. He borrowed two and a half thousand pounds off me. And then he's taking her out to eat. So obviously on my money, we'll come into a TV show that I'm on we're selling stories on the on the contestants that are there. And when I read the email, it says, oh, it's okay. I'm going to work with a guy that I've been working with for ages. So he's obviously been at it for ages. And you think you know somebody. Seven years. Seven years. You just... You think you know people, you don't. That's why um, um, Reggie's dad, I've I've known him since I was 14. I trusted him. I didn't trust anyone after that. So, um, yeah. I am fucking floored by that. I, nothing surprises me anymore. 
nothing but you know what deep there was something in me that just did not trust him and he used to send me a bit doolally right but I knew I was right I knew uh, I knew it I just knew myself but because I was the one going mad all the time everybody thought I was like really horrible to him but I just knew there was something not right there's something about like intuition Mm. you just you do just know but the most annoying thing is you knew that I knew through my relationship that it wasn't right and so when it gets to the end and it does end and you know that you're right you're kind of like you're more mad at yourself because you're like I fucking knew that the whole time but I buried it thinking that it was going to be okay but you just know yeah but I dealt with it wrongly that's the thing I dealt with it by going shouting and screaming really when I should have like yeah when I should have dealt with it a better way really but I think that's like maybe I'm not mentally mature like emotionally mature so how did I just again I know we said this before but I don't understand people like that like it just I can't I actually can't even comprehend or understand how someone could do that to someone that they supposedly love and have been with for seven years well I don't I don't think he did love me in the end but I nor can I it's really snaky in it I couldn't ever I could never do that to somebody ever I couldn't I could never have somebody over if I died tomorrow I can die with the conscience knowing I've never ever done anybody over I've never I've always made my money off my own back I've never had to screw anybody over to get there and that's a nice thing to go with isn't it yeah like you're your own hero all the time well like, yeah you've got it you know some people have to go through life screwing people over left right and center just to make ends meet and I've never had to be that person so yeah I feel actually I looked at it like that and it's made me feel better in myself yeah I think I was talking to someone about self-worth the other day (laughs) I think and I heard like Will Smith say something like was it Will Smith I can't remember probably because he's really he's really good at that stuff isn't he but he was saying like if you want self-worth then like go and do things for people when like no one else is around yeah um so that in those moments where you're feeling crap about yourself you'd be like no do you know what I actually am a good person because I've made sure that I've helped people even when I've not gotten anything from it do you know what I mean yeah I thought that was quite a nice nice bit of advice yeah as um yeah that is lovely yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that like I they say oh, one good deed a day I think uh, maybe a week because it's quite <laughs> yeah, hard to yeah. especially with the baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is your good deed yeah. you're the mum god damn it and time is um time is a good one isn't it yeah. sometimes because you're quite quite easy to hand out money and stuff but it's when you spend a bit of time like helping somebody that's, exactly yeah. yeah do you struggle with like self-worth or are you like a pretty confident woman now gone th- going through what you've gone through uh, for ages I've struggled with self-worth like I th- haven't felt like I be- I sh- like I shouldn't be there sort of thing and especially I've gone for jobs and I'm like why am I like why am I even in this interview like presenting jobs I, there's no way they're gonna want me my own confidence is totally messed me up really yeah I you know I could be I could have been a I my I, I could have been quite far in the game I think if I'd have had a bit of confidence in myself but I never why so, don't you have confidence in yourself well I, I do you know what since I've had Reg I've got a lot more but yeah I just get really intimidated in a situation and I think because I'm from like a council estate kid you go in certain scenarios you think oh god I don't belong here these aren't my people do you know what I mean right but, yeah, yeah. And, but now I and since I've had Reg I'm totally different yeah I do feel I do feel a lot more confident that's good because you come you come across so confidently but I think that's the saddest part isn't it because I think a lot of people that are very confident still struggle with self-worth yeah. it's just not as kind of prominent I guess yeah like I'm sorry I feel comfortable with you now so I'm sat here like talking away but if I was like um you know with like say like you know in in the studios or something like that yeah you get a little bit nervous and yeah a little bit yeah I tongue-tied so yeah my own confidence has really screwed me up sometimes yeah did that ever like affect your um relationship with like tv and being on tv and being in the spotlight like is it a lot to take when you're maybe a bit less confident yeah because I couldn't get my words out really (laughs) yeah and then I would just go off on a tangent because I was so nervous about what I was saying so I think that came across like I've since watching your interviews and stuff you're that's the beautiful part of you is that you (laughs) like you're so unfazed by kind of what to say and how short to keep it like that's the beauty of you because it's just so it's so normal and so (laughs) yeah and I mean that in a really nice way like it's you're just so down to earth that 
you people would gravitate towards you well one thing i do like to do is i treat everybody the same no matter like who they are i mean some people do make me a bit nervous do you get that yes yeah i get really intimidated by (laughs) some people do you yeah they just have like an aura about yeah yeah Mm. i think because i'm quite an alpha female if i meet a real real alpha female i get a bit intimidated yeah it's like (laughs) it's probably like that pack thing that yeah definitely um but yeah um I forgot the question. You, lo- <laughs> <laughs> you were saying that you like to make every. Oh yeah, so if if they were a cleaner on the street or you know the president, I treat everybody the same. Yeah. I just I I hate this hierarchy business. Yeah, I, I'm a bit of a communist on the quiet. Yeah, I like that. Do you think where do you think that comes from? Like in your life, what's made you want to be like that to people? Probably because I was born on a council estate. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And But communists, when I say communists, I mean communism where everybody pulls their weight. Yeah. We're not picking up the lazy people and we're not like letting the rich off. Everybody pulls their weight and everybody chips in. Yeah. In fact, when I um, split up with um, Reggie's dad, we went and had a, I went and had a look at some communes to join. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God, tell me. <laughs> well, the only, I was just emailing them really. And then we had to have a taster weekend. And then I started doing a property renovation. So I didn't actually get round to it, but I would, um, I'd love my own commune. Wait, so what, like, I don't know much about it. What would it consist of? So with a commune, um, you get you know, obviously a group of people, but everybody chips in. Um, so somebody might be really good at growing vegetables or somebody might be really good at cooking or somebody might be really good at going and getting the shopping. You all chip in together to live like a off-grid basically okay a, a, a life where you just all help each other and you're all a community the, a community that everybody benefits from yeah would yeah. you ever still do that in your yeah feet? would yeah, you yeah. I'd love my own commune yeah only because I would just love to live off the land and grow our own veg and all chip in together as a family and yeah be and everybody helps each other look after the children and because that's how it should, I'm on my own looking after a baby and I think no I should have there should be a group of us here all looking after each other's and yeah all living together and yeah where do you find people that want to do that there's um a, a website called diggers and dreamers what yeah diggers and dreamers that's so cool yeah and there's so people everyone on there is looking for is it like a gum tree for communes <laughs> yeah like and sometimes say like so you you'd have like um so i can't really i know it sounds a bit pathetic but i can't i haven't really got a i can't really do a lot so i would literally bring you know a bit of financial help to the commune but everybody chips in in their own way that's what everybody does Diggers so, and Dreamers. Yeah, Diggers and Dreamers, yeah. Where do you find that site? I, I find it. a site because I was like, right, I'm not, I, I'm not, I can't do this with a baby on my own. I need to be part of something. I love that. Yeah, so I look at Diggers and Dreamers, but I, <laughs> I, I would definitely do it for like a couple of years and then I'd love my own. Yeah. I'd not always... my own because everybody's the same. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd always be scared it would turn into a cult or something. <laughs> well, yeah, see, I, I don't mind that as long as everyone's spreading the love. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, like, no mansons or anything yeah. no trolls mansons in our cult now oh man i can imagine you now like an amish just wearing yeah. a sheet <laughs> yeah as every as long as if every, if you've got everybody on uh, you like your frequency and loads of people on your frequency yeah. your frequency can only get higher can't it yeah so you need to find people you need to find people all on your frequency yeah are you like a spiritual person do you I believe think, that there's anything kind of higher? Do you believe it's just us? I, th- I think I, I think I'm quite spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think so. Yeah. I've always been like that. Yeah. Um, I I don't like go meditate or yoga or anything like that. But um, yeah, I I do believe in like the power of like I know it sounds so cheesy, but you're, you're talking to me. I'm oh like, right, right. I'm big on this stuff. Yeah, like the power. You know, like the the power of your mind is so powerful and if you you let everybody let's out a frequency don't they and you can raise your vibration and you yeah i believe in all that yeah i completely completely agree like energy yeah that yeah i mean i'm saying this to you i know that you have just said that you believe in it and yet it still feels weird to say but like meeting you you are clearly on a higher frequency am i yeah definitely like (laughs) the energy was raised there's like happiness like you can you can tell when people are on a lower one can't you yeah but it's weird that humans can tell that but we can't really like measure it or understand it and i think that's yeah that's what i completely understand with you on the spirituality thing like it's not something we could really understand it sounds weird to say but 
you know it's a thing yeah because i would say like you've got to be careful as well because even though i think now you've been a bit upset recently you're on a higher frequency but you've got to watch out for those people that try and fuck your frequency up you know because yeah and then you get those energy vampires and now they are somewhere else so you've got to watch out for the energy vampires as well (laughs) have you had any energy vampires oh yeah because when you let like yourself like when you let out a higher frequency you are always going to attract the vampires always yeah. I like that. An energy yeah. vampire. Don't fuck my frequency. Yeah, don't. So anybody who's fucking with your frequency, you just, I know it's hard, but you just got to let them go. Yeah. But, that, yeah, it feels, I'm like a people pleaser and I'm, I, I know. but like, not, 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 it's, I don't think it's a good quality really because it means that I will just, to keep people happy, I'll just accept things even if they're not good for me. Do you know what I mean? I'll yeah. be like, oh, but these people are really happy with this so I'll just sit there even though I can feel it zapping my happiness yeah so I need to stop I was like that were you yeah not now how when when did that shift and why probably a couple years ago yeah I was exactly the same yeah I just do it I even though I didn't want to be in that situation I just still put myself in that now yeah but now I'm like no life's too short if I didn't want to do that I'm not gonna do it yeah when when was the flip when were you like no I actually can't do this anymore can't really say i just i won't i don't do anything i don't want to do now i like that yeah but you you've got the choice to make that that up yourself aren't you i know and i think now it's like a conscious thing that i'm aware of it just you know next time in that situation i can be like this is one of those times where i need to like leave the room or at least you know I've got to, I've got to get some more um, higher vibration people in my life. Actually, yeah, you can be in my life if you like. All right, cool. <laughs> you should you should definitely meet my sister-in-law. She is. I can imagine you two getting on so really? much. Oh, wicked! We'll just get drunk together. Okay, right. Pick another number. Fifteen. Fifteen. Is there anyone who has completely lost your respect? Maybe it was that oh my God. crazy ex. Who... Lo- loads of people have completely lost my respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had friends that I've known for thirty years that have completely lost my respect. Yeah. Right. Would you yeah. Would you care to share some stories? Well, just not the same same morals. You know, right. it's just not like I live my life. I think by a set of morals, and if people don't live by those same, which I think are good morals, if people don't live by those same morals, then no, like I just yeah, no people and like with that with my ex that he did all that. That blows my mind. Totally, totally lost my respect. But that's the problem. When somebody loses my respect, there's no just no point being in my life anymore because if I don't respect you, then I'm never gonna like. And there's no going back. There's no kind of rebuilding those friendships because once you've yeah, once you've lost that, because I think to have any relationship, friendship, whatever it is, uh, you need respect there. If you don't have that, you are screwed. There's no point. Well, when you don't respect them, they've normally hurt you as well. So you, how if somebody's hurt me once and done me over, I just normally cut them out. It's probably why I'm on my own all the time. <laughs> no, I need <laughs> I need to take a leave from your book because I'm 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 always like, oh, I'll give second chances. Like I'm, but to my detriment, I think I need to take yeah. a leaf out of your book. Oh, see, I do like give up like an odd chance here or odd chance there, but no, I just think when someone's really like done you over there's just no point yeah Fat, the friends of 30 years though that's a lot of yeah. friendship to yeah. lose isn't yeah. it yeah somebody really really let me down but there's just no point ever having that in my life because they're not the kind of friends i want to keep you know if, if somebody can do stuff that you that are just totally like i don't will never understand from this day forward i can't have people like that in my life yeah i need good people in my life not saying they're bad people but they follow a set of morals that i just can't deal with yeah what kind of morals like what i would so like you know my moral like normal morals really like i'd like I'd never screw anybody over. Right. I'd never. I'd always be honest to people. I would never, you know, if I seen something it was wrong, I'd speak out about it. Yeah. Then yeah, those just yeah. normal, normal, yeah, like, like normal, normal just I, good people. Yeah, that I'd hope everybody would stick to. Really. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Cool. Well, I have some questions of my own. Oh right. Okay. Um, because I wanted to ask a bit more about Big Brother, if that's okay, and yeah. reality TV, because um. You know, given everything that's happened with reality TV TV recently and people dying and stuff, what's your opinion on reality TV as a whole, but also where it 
where it's kind of going it's just getting more and more isn't it I love reality TV. Like, I love it. I love, love, love it. And um, I, I want to watch it. I, I don't think they should ever let it go yeah. because of these incidents. However, when you go into a show like Big Brother or Love Island, we do you do get psychi- psychiatrics. You know, they're helping you, and you, but something in you don't think to phone them. And there's so many going through these days. It's like a churn wheel that. It's impossible for them to keep up with everybody. Yeah. So I do... Th- and they're so young now that go on Love Island. It is a lot to deal with. Like, I remember when I came out of Big Brother, the, it was so intense. Like, I couldn't even go to the supermarket. And I felt... I didn't feel safe. That is a thing. And then you get ripped off by agents. So we got ripped off by our tour managers. We got ripped off... Every, they seen us coming, basically. We were so naive. Did not have a scooby of what was going on didn't you know i'm from a council estate kid i'm my family's not like that you know they didn't they, i couldn't have even guidance from them because they didn't even have a clue what was going on and we were so young um but i think what they need to do anybody that's going in that reality tv that churn wheel reality tv they need a mentor somebody that's not in it for financial gain somebody that's in it just because they care and that have been through it themselves so I think they should get lo- different Love Island contestants and men- and part of the sign-up process should be that they got a mentor somewhere else, someone else throughout that they get on well with. Because if you've got an agent being your mentor, agents, a lot of agents don't give a shit. They really? just, yeah, it's just all about the money, isn't it? It's like, they don't care what you look like. They just want the money so yeah they need a a mentor you know like aa like alcoholics anonymous you get your mentor all the way through or total absolute what they get your mentor all the way through but they need a mentor all the way through and that's where i'm gonna leave it today folks you can get the last little bit of that on my patreon patreon.com forward slash kate mcgill Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Josie. Massive, massive love to her for letting me into her brain. And I will see you back here in a couple of weeks with Miss Claudia Fragapani, who's been on Strictly. She's an Olympic gymnast and she is so small and wonderful and beautiful. How do I meet these people? Okay, till then, I hope you have a wonderful life and it's all going to be okay. If you're in a tough spot right now and things feel fucking shit, I can promise you with everything inside me that it is going to be okay. I promise. Okay, till next time. <laughs>